Hello there, and welcome back. Call to the pen. Call to the pen HQ. Get the... Could you imagine if I was like that? I can't even pretend to do that for like five seconds. Get out of here. What's up, everybody? Let's go get it. We doing it. Do it. The only way that we know how at 115 miles off the crack of the bat. Welcome. Call to the pen HQ. Part of Hammer HQ. Let's go get it. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We coming out the chair, as always, my boy Stevie W up in a chair, as always, man. Because when you are doing it the way that we are doing it, right, with the, not just the data, right, the stats, they matter, but it's the application, it's the passion, it's the love, it's the work ethic, right? It's all of these things, the positive attitude, the desire for sustainability, and all the nuance and the context that you get when you hang out with the one-man band blowing a harmonica, and banging a drum, man. How great is this show already? I, I hate to like pump up my own stuff, but this is just as much fun as it gets. We are covering baseball the way. You know, the cats cover football, man. We got full slates every day. Plenty of gambling. Lots of fun. What is there not to love? And I got to be honest with this new pitch clock thing. I was unsure at first. I like the giddy up to the game. I don't really notice it. The few times you see a violation, yes, it's a little sickening. I think that will iron itself out. I do kind of like the steel stuff, and we have to keep our eye on the home runs. Right Again, you know I'm doing fantasy stuff at the same time, and I think a lot of times that's where the science lies, and that kind of leads into the betting where hopefully I think I've, I've helped to find an edge. And where I was getting with the power and how we're going to apply it to the betting throughout the year, right, because we're following remember, you can't, the way – that you bet baseball, even somebody like myself who who models, right, use the moving averages algorithm. You have to have, like, dials on it, right? I think of it as, like, a volume dial for offense. Like, it's slight, right? It really should never be too, too crazy. But slight changes for volume to fix for the offense, right, for temperature, and then even individual settings, right, warm in Cincinnati opposed to cold in Colorado or whatever. I think about Colorado is a great place to hit, but you know what I mean, cold even in New York or Chicago, damp and wet and windy opposed to, you know, sunny and blowing out in Florida. You, you, keep that in mind, the malleability, and I never want to be thought of someone that kind of flip-flops because in this world of ours, right, Changing your mind with new data is not really flip-flopping. It's called critical thinking. We have people that are, well, you change your mind. I have new information. You know, hopefully not every piece of information makes you, you know, whipsaw yourself. But we're going to have to keep an, uh, our eye on the offensive environment. So, And I think you'll see that in the discipline plan here. Again, we are using BetStamp to track all the bets and stuff. I think we're riding around flat, as you should be, if you're betting live at all right now in this part of the season. Again, it really should be a data collection phase. But, you know, I'm doing the model and stuff, all that. You have to because it's a lot of fun. But I think as long as you keep your risk dialed down, just keep the scars to a minimum. Keep yourself in the game. We want to make sure that we're betting live come, you know, September. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show with MLB absolutely anywhere. Take that bad boy to the bank and rubber stamp it with my name on it. You can guarantee that one. All right, we're going to have to go like a whirlwind as always. What else is new around here with the Call of the Pen crew? Everyone rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel in a little bit. I'll put on a clinic or two that ask you to stick your cartoon finger right up inside me. Because whatever, those likes just better wait more than they should. That's like the first question that you ever get asked when it comes down to this stuff in this analytically driven, you know, world we're in. So today, everything is in the afternoon. So get your betting boards ready. I don't think I have anything live in the first few games. It just kind of happened that way. So without any further ado, hold on just one second. I want to look at my offensive stuff that I think I screwed up. So, all right, the offensive stuff may be a little – the numbers are correct. I just have to do maybe a bit more scrolling, but we'll, we'll see. We don't want to overweigh that stuff anyway. First up, it's the Baby Bears from the nice part of town in Chicago going to Cincinnati. Marcus Stroman and Hunter Green, Cubs, minus 110 favorites, slight favorites over Green. Whatever I kind of think of, I'm like, ooh, like – Whenever I have the pitching edge and the plus, because remember, we like to think in terms of F5 as well here. F5 is your first five bet. And if you're unfamiliar, just really quick, I think I think I like to bet F5. <laughs> you know, what else to do? But the reason is I really hate bullpens. I don't like the usage. And even if you get the guy you want, you don't know if he's going to produce. It's really wonky. It really, really is. And the time wasted and all the hoot and hollering, it's just really not my style. And especially if you have a favorite, we're going to have one today. Actually, it's a money line, but the, but the point maintains, you know, if you have a favorite, okay, and now we don't bet crazy high. You'll never see me ever bet minus 300. If I ever post that, you know, I've been kidnapped. But even let's say we do have a minus 130 or something like that. If we're tied through five innings, me as a very strict kind of handicapper, I really kind of consider that a loss, like from a, you know, from a, just a systematic way, from a, like a systemic standpoint, right? From like a strategic standpoint, even. 
you know, looking back, right? If we're if we're going to be applying underlying statistics, trying to ignore outputs and surface stats, we need to do the same thing with our own production in the betting world. If you're tied after five with a favorite, you lost. I'm sorry. Like I hate to break it to you. Can you imagine paying juice to get the Yankees and being tied after five? You you lost. You get your money back on that tie. I mean, I absolutely love it. And after that, let's say things went awry, which, again, I think that's probably the objective, whether or not you agree that, you know, you think it's a lost cap or not. I think you're betting on pitching and you want to be ahead after five, at very least tied. If there were runs scored, let's say your pitcher got knocked out, now you're in like a battle of the bullpens, and you don't want nothing to do with that, especially – at the juice that's attached. So again, we're always trying to, it's not just Yankees, right? You want that, you go somewhere else. But this is how to, how to, you know, hopefully not just how to play the piece and what board to put it on. Maybe at one point we're going to be like how to make the piece itself, right? Because I think it's always about the next layer. All right. So it's Cubs and it's Reds. We know all the hitting going on in Cincinnati. I don't know how they post these totals so low sometimes. We've already smacked a few of them. And if you're into the betting stuff, check me out on Twitter at John Legazek. It's really hot and heavy for the, like, the true degens, like for the truest degenerates. All right. So, Strowman has actually looked really good. I actually like him more than these 2022 stats will show. I know we have a few people that are, if you're following the stuff on Twitter, you can go to this, these pitching sheets I'm referring to. They're 100% free, and it'll help you kind of understand some of the the, the painting, right? Because that's what we're doing, right? We're kind of make, telling the story. ERA doesn't do it, though he was even good in a season that I didn't think he was great. Strowman showed up this season already and looking pretty filthy, even getting K's. We know he's also very analytically driven. Also to the Cubs, which is funny. Not something that people, I think, generally think about the Cubs as like a pitching org. But remember, when you see – I got a, got a weird reference. Hasaka now, right? Who remembers that? A Wonka wash spelled backwards, right? And really Wonka with it. Thing goes into the machine, all disgusting. Right? And it comes out, and it's all clean. That's kind of it. You know, if you see pitchers go in, come out, new velos, new shapes, new arsenals. And it happens again and again. You start to get with these guys. The Cubs have looked really good. They've done really nice work with Strowman now, with Justin Steele, went and acquired Wesneski, and he looks really sharp. Again, you got to be careful what we're how we're grading these pitchers in Cincinnati. But back to Strowman, he looks really good. We know the K's a bit low. I think that's a step up. The walk rate always really good. He's always getting ahead. That number up in the 60s, as always, keeping the ball down. The ground ball machine, that number is always going to be in the 50s to mid-50s. So, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays up in this environment. You think this environment really is conducive to a pitcher like Strowman and why he is the slight favorite. The thing I like, and maybe this is me, I don't have any money on this game because I don't really like to bet on pitching in these offensive environments. I truly think of Great American Ballpark as Coors, right? To me, they're the same. If anything, if anything, I think I like to hit in Cincinnati more than I like to hit Coors because it's more conducive to home runs. That being said, Hunter Green is just a G and it's a pure electric sex. You know what I'm saying? It's everything awesome. Not only was he good and showed us flashes. I covered this in my rankings, the fantasy stuff. He came out of the All-Star break with an extra two miles an hour, pulling back on the slider with an improved fastball. I mean, it was already great, and he quite literally has one of the best, like, three fastballs in the league. So I'm into that stuff. 99 miles an hour, 31% K, you know, 22% K minus walk last year, 32% whiff, and he gets ahead, 62% first strike from the green. So he does a lot of that. And all the power stats, the elevation stats can look a little bit rough, the big fly ball rate, the big home run rate, but – Again, remember trajectories. So it's not so much Wonka Wash here as it is. Sometimes changes happen, and you're just not throwing away the old stuff, but they just mean a bit less. So I think I'm going to leave this one. These two offenses are really a bit hit or miss. I, I tend to, I don't know, I thought the Cubs were going to be a bit more like scrappy than we've seen. Maybe they'll get it going. I'm kind of waiting for, say, a Suzuki. He feels like that. It's kind of do it all hitter to get the offense going. So I think I'm going to just leave this one. But if I really had to, my, my money's always on the strikeouts and green. But like I said, no need to tempt that offensive environment. Next up, it is the fight and fills from Broad Street and Aaron Nola plus 145 dogs. Like, huh? Yeah, going to the Bronx to meet Garrett Cole, Colt 45, and the New York Yankees minus 154. Ugh, right past that edge. See, it's funny. I guess I do kind of cover all these games, but as I'm looking at them, like I just can't, I just can't pay it. I don't, I don't know. But I'm a Yankee fan. I don't like the Yankees. The Yankees stink. You know, the Yankees stink. People like the offense more than they should. They actually stung us yesterday. We didn't get the F5 over because the Yankees didn't do their thing. Maybe Matt Strom looked like Bob Gibson. Just ridiculous, man. All right, Aaron Nola, he's a goat, man. Three two five ERA last year. Sub one whip. 
Cole out there. The ERA a bit elevated with the one flat whip, but when we get into Cole, I like to look more at the urban indicators. XFIP and Sierra both at two and three quarters seem to be set for NOLA. Expected ERA at two and three quarters, deserved ERA at 2.55. These guys really kind of neck and neck. Yes, Cole has the edge as far as fastball velo, but you got to give Nola the love as far as control, right? You see that sub 4% walk rate, though. Hat tip to Cole also. He really controlled that since he was younger at 6% for him. I'm trying to do them both at the same time. I'm kind of fly through this because I don't think I have anybody on this. I'm trying to do a better job of marking the games that we're actually going to get some action on. And then that way I won't be so damn scrambled at the very, at the very end, man. You ever want to see a person completely melt down? Check the Friday show. Jeez, the last like 90 seconds were just, just awful, completely off the rails. So you're going to get the whiffs from Cole. You know that. Where are they different? And to me, it's really the elevation profile, right, where Cole really does allow a lot of fly balls. But, 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 the big shaking butt, like at the garden hose, but that fastball has looked phenomenal. Yo, my man, KCV and B is up in the room. You know, I see a couple of guests kind of popping in and out. Larry's here. What's up, guys? Man, all the all the kind of true crew is here right now. So while everyone is here, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Those cartoon fingers matter more than they should. And go on social media and tag Rob. Tell him what a good job we're doing over here at Cole to the Pen, how much fun we're having. So it's Nola and Cole. It's goat on goat. What I wanted to get to with Cole was the elevated fastball looked excellent. He, again, is in that handful of pitchers like Hunter Green. I think we got to be careful looking for the old version of Cole, right? When popping the hood on the already good fastball to see it is now, it went from, gosh, I don't even know. It went from Porsche to Ferrari, right? Like it went from 911 to Spider. And it's just like, it was already too sick to improve, but it is. So, man, I hope this doesn't come off too homerish, but I think you're really getting as good as it gets from Cole. I think Nola will be good. The problem, I think, for this one and the Yankees is their offense. It's been a struggle. For the Yankees, you know, sometimes they're patient, too patient to their own detriment. The walk rate at 11 and a half, the chase rate down to 29, the things we like to see. They have hit some home runs, but that's about it. They've been kind of a ground ball machine, converted the barrels into home runs, but everything else has been a dirt eater. And the 25 and a half percent K rate going to get you in trouble. I think this one neck and neck, this game kind of feels like, I don't know, is this a, this is probably not popular thing for handicappers to say one let's watch this one can we enjoy can we enjoy this one i know a lot of handicappers it's kind of cool now to not watch any games and not enjoy baseball well i love it and like to watch the game so i think i'm gonna watch this one my best lean might be up against the wall i mean nola and cole it's so close my gut would say the plus money right at the half run but the way cole was pitching i don't want nothing to do with it and the way you know even just judge gets to it it's hard to discount the yankees for a run so let's just move it on we got a full slate in just a couple hours no need to force the action right every time you lose 10 percent, it takes 11 percent to get it back so no bet is better than a bad bet right you have 100 bucks you lose 10 percent down to 90 win 10 percent back you're at 99 you're not at 100 you're down one percent keep doing that in perpetuity and you'll be i don't know Walking along the highway with a bag of oranges and a bandana on a stick like those old Bugs Bunny cartoons. So let's get it up in the next one. It's the Rays, those flat fish of Florida, and Sugar Shane McClanahan, my absolute dude, man. I love Shane McClanahan. Don't you not even get me started. I wrote him like a love sonnet during my fantasy rankings. Let's get with these Rays. It's a pretty easy bet, but the juice kind of took it out of control. I don't know. How often have, do you get to see a minus 170 half run? A great production team has the BetStamp app up on there. People, if you haven't got with the BetStamp app, I really think it's worth it. I mean, look, doesn't this speak for itself? You're shopping right here. Who else notices the odd thing on the board? Now, BetStamp does a great job of highlighting the best price, which, again, right, it's a computer program is, is the highest number. However, what you'll notice and what's happening we're having the run line push to one and a half. Those are F5 run lines, one and a half, one and a half. I know, I know. The F5 wars continue. So remember, people, this is something I cover on Twitter all the time. I try and keep my Twitter account fun, although it really is going 24-6, extra not seven. All the big, big men have been known to rest on Sundays. But that is an interesting one that I haven't gotten around to. I personally say I can't pay one and a half for the first five. Can we bring up the one and a half for the full game, please? Even that one was really juiced up. Now, that's something that maybe we can get with. Now, if you, we let's put this one off to the side because, again, I'm not really too big into paying juice, but I do think we have the edge here where Rays minus one and a half, full game minus 150. 
I don't think you could look to cover two runs in an F5. I just think that's way, way too difficult. Again, McClanahan doing everything. 254 ERA, 0.93 whip last year. A 554 OPS. God, I love Shane McClanahan. Just does it all. 33% CSW, elite. 35% O-swing combined with a sub 80% in-zone contact rate. So he can beat you out of the zone and then beat you inside the zone, even when you know what's coming. He's awesome. Other side, Patrick, the gas can, Corbin. You know, I'd like to just take a second to thank Patrick Corbin for personally. He's in a long line of pitchers with Homer Bailey and Edwin Jackson that have sent my family to Disneyland on several occasions. And when I'm not betting on baseball or betting derivatives in the ES market, this is what I enjoy most is Disneyland. So thank you, Patrick Corbin. 6-3 ERA, 1-7 whip. How did you get 152 innings of that? Because they gave him the money, baby. 8-8-8 OPS, just ridiculous. 11.1K minus walk last year. 9% swing strike. 90% in-zone contact rate. I know we've had pitchers make starts. That will be the next thing. When we get to the third time around, I want to start incorporating this year's the same way we don't want to overreact to anything. Right, like if you check my picture sheet this morning, I just use Gaddis's. We'll talk about it in a second. His minor league stuff. What are you going to do with seven innings? It's just it's it's not going to lead you in the right direction. So, small sets aside, Corbin. I'm not buying anything he's selling. I think you could stick with what we know. He's been terrible. He gets hit way too hard. 11% barrel, 1.6 home runs per nine. Last year, a 4.43 expected Woba on contact. Minimum 8.40 OPS to both lefties and righties. The Rays swinging the hot stick. So I think we're going to be good there. Are they leading the league in runs? 37 runs, 900 team OPS. All the young bucks seem to be coming up at once. If you want a spoiler for the fantasy show, I do fantasy also. I'll be doing it for Mayo twice a week. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. 30 minutes, two times a week, advanced leaderboards, and then ads at every position, you're going to see lots of rays. Jose Siri looks like he's one of the, the big breakout players already. You know, Tampa Bay already had Wanda Franco. I know I've been known to kind of knock him in five-by-five five circles. This is this is true. This is true. I The receipts are there. You can get me on those. But I've always said he's uber-talented. It's beyond, like, otherworldly talent for Wanda Franco. The thing is, if I didn't know if he had the home run stolen base juice, and it looks like we're seeing it, right? The idea was, I believe if we ever saw it, it was going to the moon. I didn't know when it was going to be, and he had to spend a high pick. It looks like one of the front goes would be awesome. So I'm really going to be digging back in the race. So if you want to get that 150 full game run line, I think we could, I think we can hit that for the point thirty. You can tack that one on. I'm into that. I'm really. I want to try and stick with my analysis and back the teams that I like. I think Washington is trash. I think Tampa is really good. I think Sugar Shane is going to be pushing for the Cy Young this year. All right, who's next? Let's get it. Pablo Lopez. My oh, for Minnesota. Oh man, I almost crossed up my M's in the revenge game. I don't think I've ever said that in my entire life. I don't think I've ever said that's the first time. So Pablo Lopez and the Twinkies on the road, minus one twenty favorites against the fish, the Jesus Lizard, 110. Tell you right off the bat, I got that edge that I like. Uh, Lazardo is, again, one of my guys. All of the kind of stank that I'm into, right? So I'm a, as you can tell, I'm a big pitching guy because I think that's what dictates these races to 15 outs more so than offenses. Though, of course, if you're following, you know, I, I, we're not going to look to go up against a hot Astro team, a hot – I really don't want to go up against any hot anybody team. But especially the big dogs, the twins are not really that. I think Jesus Lizard has got the upper hand. Not that I don't like Lopez. I think last year was as good as it gets. And even then, 23.5K to 7 walk, which is good. You know, 16.5K minutes walk is all right. I, I, the whiff rate of 28, like it's good. You know, it's good. It's good. It's all lower end. It's, it's all lower end. He kept the ball down last year. And for the amount of barrels he gave up, they didn't – we're not converting to home runs, and he kept the expected wall, but down around 300. I'm just not sure that I'm buying that again. Plus, we know there's always there's like injury risk with him anytime he's even on the bump to get through one game. So give me the Jesus Lizard, 3-3 ERA last year, one flat whip, 591 OPS, the 32 whiff, the 31 CSW, 30% K. Those are the things we're looking for. He looked ridiculously good already this year, 81% in zone contact. So he can beat you in, beat you out. He's avoided the home runs with the sub 290 expected Woba. I think the Marlins offense is bad. <laughs> I think I think I was I think I think I was thinking about lying to you, and then I decided not to. They K way too much, but that's not really Lopez's game. 
these bogs have been okay when they've made contact. So I think we're going to need that. You see that reflected in the hard hit rate via fan graphs by baseball information solutions. That number 33 and a half is good, right? That's a well above average combined with 86% in zone contact for Miami. So if they get to stick on it, they have been okay. It's just been, they're not, they're not stealing bases. And I thought Miami was going to steal bases. So I'm a little surprised that I see Larry up in the chat mentioning a Rosarena home run. I had that one listed yesterday and I haven't listed again today, but I didn't mark it because of the, of the odds. So again, if you follow my work, that's why I know I cover so much. And for the people that are like, well, what about this? What about this? I do have a place. It's all streamlined. Go to Twitter. Take you to this pin tweet, whatever. But I have, I mark all the algorithm hits. So Randy Rosarena was in fact an algorithm hit on the home run tracker. I just been looking for 400 or better because I think I want to see the home run to fly ball rates normalize to where we've seen the more the bigger offensive environments where it hasn't happened yet. So give me Miami F5. I sort of better than even money. I don't know if that's still hung there. Yeah, I see one. All right. We're, we're, oh, yeah, I got I got plus 108. So I think plus 105. Remember, give us a 10-cent swing. I think that's always fair. Remember, I'm never going to tell you pay any price. That's never, ever ever the case when we're playing generic book stuff right when it comes to props sometimes you're gonna to have to eat more sense than you want to for availability purposes but when it comes to i don't even know what you call it general market plays or whatever we call these things give us a 10 cent swing just to give us some leeway for it but again we're showing you in real time and that's why i love betsy so much think about going and, and this is a perfect example think about going into the store and you know i wanted to buy a widget and you know that widget was $105 and next to it, which was $123. You know, like you can have one person that says, well, it's only 18 bucks. That's loser mentality. Winner mentality is by percentage. That's insane. I'm not paying that. What do I have to do to get my hands on the better price? Because I understand what win loss probability, what win loss percentages look like. And therefore how much of an impact that's going to make on the edges. Again, you make your money on the edges here, people. Again, that's why I hope the work ethic and the things that we do control, right? We don't swing the bat. We don't throw the ball. I can't promise these things. But I do like to think that I bring the very best data, hopefully presented in a clean and digestible way. And then we get on a show and we try and vocalize the whole bing, bang, boom, you know, the big dude and you guys. So hopefully that earned the cartoon finger. Please press the like button. We have had a tremendous Turnover. Remember, the people. If you follow my stuff, I'm like, I I know that you get it. Like, right? I know that you know that you know that I know. I talk about likes and stuff. The like to thumb ratio is 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 a thing. So, like, you listen, you make a difference. I know it's free. Press the like button. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind asking. Don't make a brother back. All right, next up, we gotta really hurry up. I'm like, the show needs to be four hours long, and we need to come back for a lineup block show. Not doing that. All right, we got Bryce Elder for the Braves. We got Miles Michaelis for St. Louis. This one I didn't really touch. We bring up the totals here. That would be the only thing. Would be the totals. I don't really believe in either one of these guys. Elder hung a 317 ERA last year, 640 OPS. I ain't buying it. Sierra four and a half, 10% K minus walk, single digit swing and strike, 92% in zone contact against these Cardinals. I think he's in trouble. So again, look what the books are doing in the F5 wars. You ever seen a total juiced up at 140? You ever seen a total juiced at 140? It's ridiculous. So, so you can't pay that. We want. We do want the four and a half. Now, this one ended up on the cutting room floor just based on totals. But if you are the type of player that wants to be more robust, and remember, here's a good lesson, okay? More plays doesn't mean more risk. You determine R and can divide it into as many pieces as you want. I have been regimented for this show's purposes. But that doesn't mean if I say a show, oh, it just landed on the outside, it's not any good, it doesn't mean it's not going to hit. The problem is the line moved to five. Now we need six. And it always feels like it's going to push. You're getting it at minus 110, so at least it's fair. But look, there's an 05 at minus 115. Just forget it, people. Remember, reading the board, betting the numbers, just as important as the analysis and stuff. And then hopefully, again, when we mishmash them, you know, you put them together and what do you got? Bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. Well, hopefully, you know, one plus one equals three. So I'm avoiding this one, but I fully believe in the 05. What's, what's the full game total there? Production. I love that we have this interaction thing, this whole like immersive experience going on. Nick, what's up, man? McClanahan over four five and a half case. You gotta like that because the they're they're striking out like crazy. Can I get the juice on that? Let's I love that. This is fully immersive. This is like a dream of mine, really. So I right, five if you get five and a half K's and it's not like minus one seventy, which is basically my ugh, like where I start to puke what do you call that? My my visceral reaction, then I would get that one too. Maybe we'll see that one on the board later on. But for Atlanta and St. Louis, it's over or nothing. So what was that, nine and a half? See, no, now, again, this board kind of makes no sense to me. 
Think about we just pointed out this is this today's show is becoming more about theory and being smart. Well, the analysis matters a little bit less because the games are happening right now. Look, look, just look at the board and look at the lesson. You can get the nine at minus one fifteen. You can get the nine at minus one twenty. Obvious, obvious, and objective comparative edge to the minus one fifteen. Of course, the nine and a half is at plus one hundred eight. It's only it's only twenty three cents. We just highlighted other ones because you pay a full dollar for runs, you know, and easily 50 on these. So, again, just keep an eye on that and how that would be an automatic non-starter. Forget the fact I don't like to need 10. I usually draw the the line at 9. Again, when I have rules, doesn't make me right or wrong. There's just 5,318 games a year or whatever it is, so you can't bet them all. I do like the over 9 at minus 115, though, people. If you're a more robust better, go get it. Let's move it up. We got Mitch Keller and... The Buckos, black and yellow, black and yellow against the red stockings and Corey Kluber. Can I get the F5 board up, please? I know I have it. The reason I have that marked, I have the 0.5 run line, which means I wanted to keep an eye on the price. Yeah, let's knock this one. This is our first lock-in right here. Let's get Pittsburgh plus five runs. So that means people, for if you're unfamiliar, because I know we speak in code sometimes, F5RL plus 0.5, okay? First five innings run line, you're getting a half a run. Meaning, for that beautiful 115, we're cashing this bet on a tie. Okay, so we want that. We're also going to make our first home run prop. Got my boy on the ones and twos in the back, Jay Bird, doing the thing that he does. We want to start. I'm going to drop it. I was doing a tenth of a unit, and that was a mistake. I was That was an operator error. Now, luckily, we hit Will Smith the first day in the home run tracker. So also something part of the 25 cents a day that I provide. Whatever. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> That ten cents from where I mentioned a one percent total at the at the front, keeping the daily rider list risk throttled. I didn't adjust that. I bet tenth of a unit when I'm betting two and a half percent. When you're betting one percent, that should be cut in half. So I'm not saying my apologies because I didn't put it up on the show, but again, me, I, the curtain is fully pulled. Like I want you to see it all. You know, I'd like to retire on the backs of my followers, you know what I mean, making the money here. So let's get that one for sure. Let's lock that one in. We also want O'Neill Cruz. Let's get O'Neill Cruz for the Cruz missile. So we're going to go 0.05. We'll call that a nickel, right? So if you hear me talking in terms, one unit equals 1%. And I guess it sounds cool. So we'll go with a nickel for O'Neill Cruz, 575. Remember, shop around, shop around. I saw 600. But it, as long as you're getting 5 to 1, I like to keep that. Not every – I like to cut my line at 400. But I'm, I guess I'm saying six seventy-five cents. Even that's a lot. But again, I, at five, plus five hundred, it's still okay. So give me the cruise missile. I am not buying what Kluber is selling. He got rocked up in last year. Really not any good. The velo is down to that you know high eighties where we could start to kind of manja the end zone contact rate. Always up in the high eighties. We saw that kind of reflected with the home runs through the fly ball rate. So. I, I am not sure if I like Mitch Keller. I, I know we saw another hype video, and I know I've fallen for it at least three different times. So I've got at least three different scars, my big fat arse somewhere. But, 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 big shaking butt. I think we do have the pitching edge in the race to 15. I think the Pirates' offense is better than the public gives them credit for. Again, I don't think they're good, right? I don't think the Pirates are good. Please don't tell anybody that I said that. However, remember, we often, or I often talk about this, and maybe this is something that, as you hopefully stick with the show every Monday through Friday at noon, call to the pen HQ on YouTube, rate, review, and subscribe. How about that? I'm getting better at this stuff. I always feel like when we're looking for production on the horizon, the best place to look is in discipline. That good discipline begets contact and hopefully quality of contact, good contact, solid contact. The idea being the discipline and the selection will hopefully improve the – well. Improve the quality of the pitcher pitchers that we're swinging at on the on the hit on the hitter side, right? But hopefully, cap be more capitalizing on mistakes, more patient and selective, and being optimized in the batter's box. So, Pittsburgh disciplinary basket pretty good. The K rate is at twenty six. However, double digit walk only eleven swinging strike, better than average chase rate eighty six percent in zone contact. So to me, that's like a falsity, right? I'm not. I wouldn't be chasing strikeout props against it again. I know there are there are some 
Well, they're very well paid. I wouldn't call them good baseball handicappers. Some very well paid handicappers out there quoting K percentage for strikeout props. Oh my gosh. Talk about, oh my gosh, these makeup hires are gross. Gosh, there's so many bad, so much bad content out there. People, pop the hood and see what's good. All right, everyone. Stevie W got Red Sox F5 over 4.5. Nah, if I'm going to back, if we're going to back Keller and lock in for it, I, that means we need six. I don't think we're going to get six from Kluber. So I'm going to go nay. Oh, but that was a maybe full game. Eh, I guess the Pirates bullpen is not very good. But I, I would look to not pick on this one. Pirates, again, let's spin a quick ball on the Pirates. Is something we want to be watching, something I mentioned before, something the Cubs have earned. Teams like Cleveland, the Dodgers, Tampa Bay have earned organizational upgrades, you got to keep an eye on Pittsburgh. They have a lot of goods. And I'm not saying they've done this, but the right the way we get, try and get in front of the trend is to identify it. The talent is there. Mitch Keller could be the leading indicator. We saw Rowan's and Contreras, who I bashed yesterday because they haven't developed people. They couldn't develop Garrett Cole. They couldn't develop Joe Musgrove. It's not on me. I don't not like them. You know, it's a sick stadium and sick a uniform. You keep an eye on these Pirates youngsters. If we've seen them taking steps forward, you know, they're going to be a team we want to be betting on. Again, I'm starting today. So I'm getting the half run. So I don't I don't want to make contradicting bets. doesn't mean you're not going to win betting the Red Sox for five runs. They're certainly a five-run team. All right, who's next up? All right, we're going to – I just got to go much – I just got to go much faster. All right, news – breaking news. I talk too much. Darn it. All right, it's a let's go Mets go. And David Peterson, they're, you know, how many, I don't know how many starters they've run already this year. Except I guess they lost half those guys before it even started. Really sad for my Met fan friends out there. But I do like Peterson, the lefty, and the let's go Mets go going to Beer Town to face the Brewers. Tough, tough matchup here with Corbin Burns. I know he got beat up last time, but I just don't want to overreact. And Corbin Burns is the GOAT 294 ERA. 0.97 whip. This is Corbin Burns, 600 OPS. Really, he just lights up everything you could ask for. Earn run indicators all below three. 24% K minus walk, right? So Pablo Lopez had a 24% K rate. He has a 24% K minus walk. So that's 30 and a half to six and a half for you. Just keeping score out there. 32 CSW, 35% whiff. I mean, really all the stuff that we're looking for. And he also keeps the ball on the ground. This is Corbin Burns, 47%. Ground ball rate. Now that's what the Mets are hoping for from David Peterson. His last start was a little bit up and down. I got stung, of course. I printed the K prop and he looked pretty good. He got jobbed on a couple of Ks, which really is always the problem with these K props. You're relying on these stupid blind umpires. But the problem that the mistake I made, the operation error that I made was uh, I'm probably expecting too much of a workload, right? Uh, David Peterson is a hundred pitch pitcher, right? He is a full workload pitcher, but it was too soon. And I should have. Been on that, and I kind of chased the Marlins who strike out a lot, and it just didn't go my way. Bill, I tend to like Peterson. The thing is, he's got to be better at inducing chases and cutting down the walks. The thesis was the new slider was going to help him do that, and it has a filthy. I mean, that pitch is pure filth. But last year, I mean, 105 innings, 48% first strike rate, 31 chase, right? That doesn't do it. What ends up happening, you're falling behind, have to go in the zone. Now, he was fortunate. For the contact made, it wasn't a lot of great contact. 85 in zone, 8 barrel, but he kept the home run per 9 down below 1. Not necessarily say it's repeatable. I think I like him more than, like, the stats here say. I'm surprised this one didn't get it. I guess I didn't want to go up against poor, um, Peterson. I should really check the model here. Let me check my model really quick. I have everything on my, on my fingertip here. So, yeah, okay, it's right below what I was going to say. I should have – this should have Milwaukee in front of the Mets through five, and I have it right on that outside. I have 2.03 to 1.62, and I know that could sound like gibberish, but the idea being I have it at 0.42, so I created the algorithm to work on a one-run scale, meaning so if you see one full run, it's a go get them, and then right 50 is half. So it, I just try to make things intuitive, easy to read. Again, I print all this stuff. It's all free right now. Good through Twitter. Right below it. So I guess I'm leaving this one in the cutting room floor. As I was talking about, I feel like I want to get back on Burns because Burns just is not a 135 favorite, but the Mets offense is good. I guess they have been a bit sluggish. 608 team OPS is the Mets 30% fly ball, which is way too low. 23% hard hit rate, also way too low. I still think the talent is there. They don't strike out. They are walking. And again, if you're buying the discipline bit, the Mets are going to be okay. So I guess I'm leaving this one, but Maybe the day just happened too fast for me. If Corbin Burns goes out and spins a jam, we're going to say, uh, like, a uh, duh. 
because Burns at minus one thirty certainly viable. I'm, I'm gonna need like a I need my my cutting room. I'm gonna call it the cutting room floor, right? So we have the St. Louis Atlanta over full game, and I want the Milwaukee F five O five. Like I need like a side saddle, like a saddle car, the sidecar, and because I, I want to go back and dip at the end, right? Sometimes as we vocalize these things, prices or change or maybe even don't change the way I expected them to. You know, we could still cover them. So, all right, next one. This one is totally a watch. I don't think you should be betting on this one whatsoever. It's the Orange Birds from both Mo, Grace, and Rodriguez getting a nod against Jacob DeGrom. Man, tough, tough sledding. Generally, you get these calls, like, at home in a soft <laughs> soft matchup. I don't know, man. My dude, Kyle Bradish, took a liner off the leg. Now, when those happen, sometimes it's just nothing, right? Sometimes it's just a bruise, and it'll be good. The call-up of Grayson makes me a bit worried about Bradish, I'm saying. Which also would answer the question why they're throwing him at Texas. Texas so far, top three in runs, 31 runs, 264, Team BA, 770 Team OPS, near the top of the board in chase rate, 86 in-zone contact rate, top eight across the board in hard hit. 108 WRC+. Uh, that part, not maybe not necessarily standing out. The doubles, the extra base hits haven't really been there. But they're not striking out. I think. I think that's a really tough spot for a rookie. I don't want to sound like I'm knocking prospects. because No, I'm not really like the prospect guy. It's not really my Jimmy Jam. I know Rodriguez had a 262 ERA, .99 whip through 76 innings in the minors last year. I don't know. You got to go with DeGrom. It's just the minus 170 for me is a little unpalatable. And we've just seen not great DeGrom also because the Baltimore offense is one of my sleeper offenses this year. You know, we're always keeping an eye on, again, one of the things I'm kind of being coming known for, uh, team totals, first five team totals maybe more in particular, highlighting bad teams with good offenses. Because remember here, people, it's more than just raw data. It's about how to apply it. And I think one of the sharper ways to apply data is understanding public narratives and where they fail opposed to reality. We have to remember, betting is now being exposed to millions of new people. And let's quote my favorite philosopher, George Carlin, really quick. Just I, This is going to sound mean, but it's, you know, sometimes it's what it is. I'm a good guy, I promise. Think about how stupid you know, the average person is. Wow, pretty stupid, right? Half the people are stupider than that. Jeez, Louise. You know, we're getting the vogue is not sharp to baseball betting. And it's, unlike football, I'm not going to get into the CLVP conversation right now. We can do it another time. Where CLV absolutely matters. And I don't mean to discard CLV, which I do discard CLV for baseball, but it's because it's not in the volume long enough to ripen and be worth it. This is my opinion. Baseball, you got to just go with your work. And your analysis, do what you do. So where I'm going and how the supplies is, when you identify bad teams with good offenses, the public really doesn't come around to them, and that the numbers are just palatable. So like a team like Baltimore, I'm more into totals than I am looking for their pitching, which I don't really trust at all. I know like Gibson, Gibson will find himself limping to the finish line sometimes, but these are not the guys kind of guys we want to put our money on. Again, me stanky electric. Company guys, right? That's what I'm looking for is the chat. I want the filth. So I'm leaving this one. I'm going to be watching because I want to see how Rodriguez looks against a very tough Texas offense. I want to see how Jacob DeGrom looks, who's like objectively one of the better pitchers on the planet Earth against Baltimore, who I really like. But there's going to be a time and a place to bet on all these people. I just don't think that the time is today. Next up, this one we're just going to blow by because the pricing is just not there. It's Erod and those T-Grays from Detroit Rock City, 8 Mile, going to Houston. And meeting the Astros and Christian Javier. I mean, Javier is like the GOAT. One of my guys, my Cy Young ticket. He is awesome. But this one is just, you know, it's like a Rocky thing. Yeah, I'll class the bomb. I just can't pay it. There isn't a there isn't a price here. Can we get the, the full game stuff up? The, uh, maybe, maybe this is the time where, see it again, this hasn't happened yet. Where, wait, is that? Are those, if that's a full game, let's hit this one. I'm shocked this is the case. I'm like, frankly, I'm shocked. I actually cut this one off because I didn't think we could get the Houston full game run line. Let's take it. I want to make sure this is full game and not F5. It doesn't say. Oh, it does say full game. Look at that. There's like a finger there. So 
That's a that's a misprice. Let's hit that one. Oh, Hachimachi, look at me. See, shame on me for not actually checking the board. We want Houston. Let's get Houston to cover. Christian Javier is going to mop the floor with the Tigers today. Maybe he'll go six. Maybe he'll go seven. And we're going to get it. I see minus 108. That looks like the best one. Um, and if you're not down with uh, BS books, then you can get to with minus 111. We'll take that one. Even minus 115. Again, the 10 cent swing. Love, love, love this bet. Add this one for sure. Add this one for sure. I'm going to print this one for my subs to give you an idea. For, for for sure. The the reason I said it, and people again, why you need to do more than just listen to any one person. I assume standardization to a certain extent. Houston is pegged, and I just grabbed these the lines when I if I open the with a line, I literally just grabbed it three seconds ago. So Houston minus 244. To me, I'm thinking I'm subtract the buck, maybe 80 cents because the public likes Houston again, tying in all my other analysis. Thinking, I will not pay 180. You know, I can't do that. You know, because I, I even saw 240, 270. And when you get to the buck now, you know, you're at 170, 161. I can't pay that juice to have to cover one and a half. I don't, I don't do that. Like, I don't think that's a good bet. I'd rather find it elsewhere. So I was surprised at the pricing there that it was not where I thought it would be minus 244 on the money line, minus 111 on the run line. So we're getting the buck 30 there. You know, we'll take like that. That will take runs. Runs gonna cost. Co- gotta cost you something, right? Nothing for nothing. Nothing is free in this world. So, all right, look at that. I thought we we're gonna blow by it because I just think the analysis is kind of low hanging fruit. I mean, Detroit has just not gotten it, and they're striking out a ton. They're not walking. Fourteen swing strike. Bottom three in chase rate. Bottom five in zone contact. Bottom five in ground ball rate. They haven't even stolen a base. Fifty one WRC plus. Really, really bad. And on the other side, Houston. Houston is awesome. Houston has Jordan Alvarez, who I don't know. We were worried about his hand, and I'm not worried about his hand anymore. Yeah, the team B uh, B A not really great, but we're seeing it start to click up. That line drive rate is there. Team, you know, the walk rate double digit. Again, the disciplinary metrics for Houston, very good. 21% team strikeout rate. So give me Houston. We're going to cover that full game. This one I think we're just going to run away with because, remember, bullpens often have two sides of Jekyll and Hyde. Houston has the upper hand against either of the Detroit bullpen. If they get the three-run lead, you're not going to get the upper side of the Detroit bullpen. They're going to default to the downside. We're just going to rock. I think we rock and roll with this one. So I think Houston wins by 10. So I don't often do that, but give me it in a blowout. Next up, heading out to the West Coast. And that beautiful bridge out there, it's the Gigantes, though San Francisco treats Logan Webb and the Giants plus 123 underdogs to the White Sox, Pale Hose, wrong side of the tracks. Dylan, stop, cease, and desist, minus 130. I have this one circled in my fine little red ink. Hold on, Ryan, I'm going to get to that second in the question. Let me do my little spiel here. Logan Webb, I think, really is outperformed, though. he Last year's stats, he looked sharp this time around. The thing I'm not buying with the Giants, believe it or not, is a really poor defense and the ground ball machine. So the White Sox have made contact, and I think they're going to get it. I think the Giants got a, t- a tough time scooping it up. So I know we got the 2 9 ERA 116 whip from Webb. Not bad, but the strikeout stuff is not bad, right? It's not there. 20% K, 10 swinging strike, 88 in zone contact. Not great. And lefties have roughed him up in the past. Now, I think I saw something pass by my desk before that. I think Eloy is on the IL. Like, what else is new? Berger will be up. And he's got some stick anyway. I, I think I like the this offense. I think I like this offense regardless of that. You know, sometimes when you do baseball, you have to expect days off for daytime anyway. But I mentioned the contact, and that's where I think that he's lined up. Chicago White Sox. 273 batting average leading the league with 15 doubles because of the very high 87% in zone contact rate. So both are kind of a matchup of zone contacts. No, better than 9% barrel, 340 Wolva for the White Sox. So I think the matchup is for, yeah, Jordan, I seen that, man. Uh, two to three weeks, yeah. I was hoping it would be a minimum stay. They put like minor. There's nothing minor with Eloy. Everything is major with him. So – that's okay. I still think we got him. I like the minor juice. I also think we have the big bullpen edge when we get to the back of the White Sox. I like the rest of White Sox pen. So I think the offense is not even close. I don't really like the Giants pen. They actually beat me up the other day, but these things happen. So I'm not going to let that go against me. I think the Giants offense is Fugues, just not just not buying it. Really quick, 32% K rate, 14 and a half swing and strike, 80% in zone contact rate. 
for the Giants as a team. Just really not going to get it done. We know Cease has all the strikeout stuff. So that's what I didn't get the K props. Uh, I do player player stuff is a little more granular. I get to that in between this show and the first pitch. This is kick kickoff, whatever. Before it kicks off. Again, you can check all that stuff out on Twitter or whatever. Shameless self-promotion. But there's people that just love all this stuff. You know, we have people that want home run props. We have the model doing that. People that want, like, you know, DFS plays, total bases, jock market prize pick stuff. So I have a column with that. We're getting more of that more day by day. Again, I have to kind of find my groove to build a new show stuff. And then, of course, all the F5 bets, listing all the algo hits. You know, again, people want to know what the algo hit. I, I don't play it all. People are going to think I'm crazy if you list all these hits. People, I don't want anyone to get in trouble. I think, you know, how you do really means – you not losing means more to me than winning, to be honest, right now. I think it's really important that with the inception of new betting states and stuff that people just don't get killed. Okay, so we got three left. This one should be pretty easy. Bring up the F5 line. I was, like, holding my breath. I thought this one was going to – was going to move. Next up, it's the Cleveland Guardians and Hunter Gaddis, minus 123 favorites, going to Oaktown to meet the A's, those elephants balancing on beach balls, and former brave Kyle Muller, 115 underdog. We got the F5s uh, up here. Hold on. While I was spinning, I'll do my little Jimmy Jam. Well, I'll tell you right off the bat, I think I like the over here because I see lots of blue. Again, I'm referring to my advanced pitcher sheet. Yeah, that was the thing I was worried about. Well, you know, if you want to touch my work, but we posted overs on this earlier today because it was at four, which is a bit unfortunate. But I would say this. I will go for the – oh, I think we can go with the 04.5 oh, because I do have a hit. Let me just confirm. Again, you know, sometimes I'm sorry, people, uh, things. I don't mean to be scattered, but it is important that the information is correct and it's a fluid market, right? We're in real time covering things that are moving. So this was 04 not long ago. Me and my big fat, me and my big fat algorithm. <laughs> you know, I have probably do, you know, we posted, I had team totals on both these sides, which means when the algo went, and again, people are learning how to read the key, the algo score was overrun over the, the given. So they posted four, means I was over five. My true score is okay. And this will be an interesting lesson in not just reading betting, but like reading models and stuff. So I have 1.03 over. So meaning I have I'm over five runs on the score. But remember, and people do ask this: do you just kind of add the raw totals up? That's not really how you read the model. Because remember, it's giving range of outcomes. So when we're looking to read a total, we're really looking for scores comprised of comprised of scores. At the 0.5 or above, right? So we actually have a good example here where both of these I have above the 2.5, Cleveland at 2.5, Oakland at 2.5. I mean, so they're they're both the strong pop for three, opposed to trying to think to get you to six, opposed to opposed to you could have let's call it a 2.85 and a 2.1, give you the same total, but different because one is a really weak two. A strong three and a weak two, opposed to two stronger threes. Okay, so I, I that wasn't perfect, but we are doing so much here. I don't think there's another show quite like this, where you know this is like high level betting theory with advanced statistics and analysis and some crazy you know fringe freaking lunatic. So let's put this one on the board. We're going over four point five f five plus one hundred seven. I mentioned all the blue ink I have because I format like Statcast. Right, red is hot and good. Blue is cold is bad. Gaddis has just, you know, again, we don't want to, I don't want to kill this guy for small sets, but he's had a really rough go of it. And that's kind of been the case on both sides. I think I like the Cleveland offense better than most. We've been making money on those team totals as well. They have 32 runs scored, 19% K rate, 88 zone contact. So it's getting there. Yeah, they don't hit the ball hard, but that's part of the public's problem. They only look at contact quality. It's not important. Let's say it's not important. It doesn't matter. 10 doubles, eight steals. The Guardians stretch bases and score when they don't are not supposed to. Add in the shift restrictions and the increase in BABIP, Cleveland is the kind of team that we like. I know, you know, it's just we just do it differently here. Kyle Moore last year, I mean, it was only 12 innings, but it was really bad. Eight ERA, one seven whip. All the inner indicators up above five, expected ERA at five and a half. I mean, it's just really rough. I don't know what we're going to get from Mueller. And then I mentioned 
God, is he only has, I mean, he's had two swings at it, but he has 11 career innings across two seasons with a 15 ERA and a two whip. So 2.2 whip, to be honest, which matters in some reason. He's a cartoonishly bad. I think the public is struggling right now and the books are struggling right now to buy into the fact that it's only April, but we're getting scoring. So that's why this is at four early. And it's like, oh my gosh, we put up, they put up four and a half. They listen with even money because the public doesn't want to bet on these bad jerseys. This one might be five, but it's only close. So I think you can hit this one. I'm glad it's on the ticket. Let's move up next. I think that was it for the bets. I'm going to circle back. I have home run stuff. Let's do the last two games really quick so we can get out of here in the hour. It's the Halos and Shohei, the Gotani, minus 170 favorites against the Mariners and Chris, the gun show, Flexen. I, oh my gosh, I just have a hard time getting with guys like Flexen. Can we bring up the run line here? This one is something I want to keep an eye on. Man, maybe this one too. All right, I think let's let's add this one too. I'm sorry, I should have said full game run line because this is a little too juice me through five. I do like the Seattle bullpen, but remember Jekyll and Hyde, Flexen not any good. Angels offense is healthy. I think they destroy him. The Seattle Mariner offense is not great. Otani is a legit Cy Young candidate. I think people are a little too much into him as a hitter, at which he's very good. He's also like a Cy Young contender. So let's get the our hands on the best. Value, the best price, given to us by BetStamp, you know, .com forward slash call to the pen, which I somehow remembered. Again, making – so, yeah, I don't have to show this. If you don't get why this makes sense, then, like, you're probably not listening to the show because it's too hard for you. All right, sorry. hate to break it to you. But, again, with the, with the market opening up to all types of new people, I understand I can't appeal to everybody. So I'm going to appeal to the people that want to help themselves. Okay, so if you're at the pet stamp, you're into helping yourself, and I'll help you. So let's go with the Angels and the run line cover full game today with the positive money, plus 105, or even a plus 110, even better. Again, go with the 10-cent swing. As long as there's a positive in front of it, we're not going to lay any juice, although it's it's plus across the board. So I think we'll be able to get this one. And even with the 10-cent slide, hopefully by the time we hit a kickoff, right? We'll get it again. Flex is just terrible. I think they're gonna kill him. Oh, I just—it's so bad. He's gonna pitch. He's gonna pitch the contact. But you've got to pitch to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Like these are these are not a great strategy because those guys are awesome. So I mean, LA is even kind of clicked up already. Top three in hard hit rate base about forty nine percent. So nearly fifty percent hard hit rate combined with eighty six in zone contact. So. They're hitting everything in the zone, and they're crushing it while not striking out 20%, while walking 10.5%, not swinging and missing only 11%. 340 team OBP, 29 runs scored already. So Angels, really good. They're also deep. They're good at pitcher contact. I think they're in a lot of trouble. And I think Otani is just sick. He does not get nearly enough credit. 238 deserved ERA last year. All the indicators love him, 33% K with the 6.5% walk rate. Guy's really, really good. Really good. He doesn't get enough credit. 253 X Wilma for Otani. So it's not just swing and miss. He's suppressing contact. He's extremely good. So, yeah, Angels by a million also. Last game, last but not least, for our Canadian compadres up there riding their moose, drinking the maple syrup. It's Alec Manoa, minus 172 favorite in the Bluebirds, going to Kansas City to face the Royals with cheese. And Zach Greinke, a little long in the tooth, still doing his thing. Uh, yeah, this one's a little too juiced right now because we don't know what we're getting from Manoa. I'm a Manoa backer. I'm not a hater. But he looked a little rough. Kansas City's also one of those teams I mentioned before, like Baltimore. Like Pittsburgh, almost looks like Oakland right now. That is getting it done on offense just enough that the books are not properly pricing them. So if Manoa comes out and looks sharp, I think you eat this one. You'd be happy for your fantasy teams, happy for your Blue Jays, and moving forward, then we get ready to treat him the way that we should. Got to be really careful with pitchers that we thought were good, had rough springs, which I don't really care about, but then have rough starts, which I'm starting to care about. I it can't pay the price, right? You're, the idea of juice, or at least myself, I guess I'm not sure if I've ever really heard this before necessarily, but it's a comp, it's like a confidence thing, you know, and as brash and obnoxious as I am, you're gonna get me to pay the juice. I have to have the confidence in the play. So until I see him pumping the ched, you know, the, the high stuff, like my boy Nick Pollock used to say, I'm I can't back him with the juice. So it's a little too much for me. And again, I like the Kansas City offense. It's not the raw slayers, right? That you'd expect. People, I get it. 170 TBA, so bad. 262 OBP. But 
They're starting to walk. That was a 10%. Those are number one, number two, I'm sorry, in hard hit rate. 54.5% hard hit rate. Hasn't turned into barrels because they're not lifting the ball, 42% ground ball, a bit too much right now. But extremely small sample, and I think there's a lot of talent. Wit to Pascantino, even to Perez, I think people kind of undersell the front of that lineup a bit. Again, not great, but they are pesky. A bad Manoa, what I'm getting at, is going to be down two zip early, and you're going to be so sick to your stomach that you paid 170. In fact, I, we don't ever really talk about that. I don't generally talk about live betting. It's very hard to control and get out to people. But like in a case like this, this is where you kind of maybe live bet, right? If they go, if they do go down two or three, you just you it's gonna be a shootout. You can maybe go for it. You see what the uh, if you can get plus money for the blue birds. But th that's where I see this one going. If Manoa is struggling, you're just gonna be nauseous. And until we see, until we just see that one outing where he says this is it, I'm, he's back. Velo control mix. It's wheels up again. I'm going to have a hard time backing him. And like I said, at least paying juice. So, okay, that will do it for the full slate here. Call to the pen HQ. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's do the quick recap. Hopefully, I'm going to get better at this as we go. These things are right in front of my face. While we're bringing that up, let me look at a question from Ryan. Thank you so much for participating, Ryan. Really do appreciate you. Do you care about starting lineups for F5 team totals? I notice you usually bet them before lineups are released. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yes, yeah, it's true. I I think the the keys I'm not ignoring I'm, I'm I am assuming which I know can make an ass of us. A lot of times, I don't want to say you can predict it, but I am looking at them, knowing that there are a possibility there is a possibility for a wonky day off, but meaning like I'm looking at lefty righties. I, I think that's what I should have said. That's what I should have. No one can control the day to day misses. By the time the lineups are out, the price is reflecting that. So while I think it makes sense, and that's okay if you want to do that, you're going to pay for that. I'm trying to do the work that I think matters the most to lefty-righty splits, which, again, managers try to anticipate. Meaning, the thing that I like about the right-handers on a team, like up against a lefty, generally that the manager, hopefully at least, sees this and has started mapping for that already. He made sure his righty sat a different day against a tough righty to leave them open for that day. That's part part of the calculus of balancing the lineup is keeping your you know eye balance on the enemy in front of you, but also you know getting up into the the blimp and doing the thirty five thousand foot view. So what are the, what were those plays that we got? Gosh, I just I need a young apprentice. All right, I know we got Miami, Miami F five. Can I remember these? Miami F five. One day I'm going to remember them. Chicago one thirty. Oh, Rays, money line. L.A., money line. And Cleveland, Oakland, F5 over 4.5. Although, in complete honesty, between you and me and the green screen, I probably would have left that one, right? Because we just didn't get – we didn't get in front of it the way we'd like to. And that five is going to cash for a lot of people where it might not cash. I mean, it would – you know, the four, I should say, would push for some people and lose for us. So because we ended up with those run lines, I probably would pull back on it, but that's okay. Again, I have the risk dialed down for exactly this reason, right? Unit equals percentage of stack. 0.3 unit is one-third of a unit, right? These are, these are manageable numbers. And it, for me, at least, the way that you stay in the game. I know it's hard to get to 1,000 units and be posting emojis doing this. But it's important. And to put a quantify that, you know, that's you have 10,000 bucks, you have 25 bucks there. Now, granted, I don't know if you need 100% capitalization. That's again, that's another story for another day. You could fractionally reserve your own stuff while you work your small business. I know I did that myself. So I wouldn't want to not give you some of the best advice, but that really is quite advanced. So unless you're there, make sure you're firmly capitalized, people. Make sure you can afford these bets. Before we get out of here, let's just do a couple home runs. You can get all this stuff on Twitter. It's Push It to Sharpener and the sheet right now. It's all free, by the way. Go check it out and just see if it's, you think it's worth 25 cents a day. Can we add these? These are going to be nickels, all right? 5.05. We mentioned O'Neill Cruz, so he's already on the list. I want Wander Franco as well. Right, we mentioned that. I mentioned a Rosarina, and even I spun off into Franco and forgot. 
about the home run prop. That was at plus 650, I saw that, without shopping around. Like, that was the book I happened to be looking at, had plus 650. So give me that up against gas can Patrick Corbin. Let's tack that one as well. So we're going to go two home run props. we got a nice little ticket today for the afternoon. Although, you know what, maybe that'll be even better. I know some people listen to this show on the way home, and I do really appreciate you. Unfortunately, when you go look at the board, most, if not all, of these games have happened in the afternoon. We just can't control it. We cover it all for you, though. You know, that's the best that we can do. But if you have questions, feel free. Tweet at us at Twitter, at John Legaza, or at Call to the Pen HQ, which is the same as the YouTube channel, which I hope you rate, review, and subscribe. And for the audio-only listeners, a five-star review is the compliment. The Tutti compliments. Thank you so much for picking up. We're putting down my K-Lo. Thank you, my dude. Because without you, I'm just a fat guy screaming at his computer. Nick Johnson, same goes to you, Home Slice. I really do appreciate you guys. You're giving up your precious time to me. I do not take it for granted. There are people in some of these seats that are already cashed their check. They have their eye on the door. I don't do that. They told me the show could have been 25 minutes if I wanted. That's legit. That's legit, legit, real swear on my kids behind the scenes stuff. I want to do more. Okay. I think it takes an hour at least to do this. Get in the comments. Let me know if you agree. Let's get a lineup lock show, man. Tag Rob on Twitter. Thank you so much for picking up. We're putting down. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, baby, enjoy that pay. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man. Peace.